Welcome. This is David Barris, president of the American Association of Bank Directors, host of ABD's Calling All Bank Directors podcast. Today we have as our guest, Will Taylor, to discuss current and prospective issues affecting your bank's ALCO and investments. This is part three to four discussions with Will. Will has been the director of the Portfolio Management Group at Vining Sparks. He has extensive knowledge and experience of balance sheet management techniques and investments, and has served on the faculty of Southwest School of Banking, Mid-South School of Banking, and the Western Independent Bankers Bond University. Please let me know if you have any follow-up questions by contacting me at dbarris at aabd.org. All right, let's call Will. Will, uh, last time you mentioned the U.S. is on a, um, I think I could describe it as an unsustainable path of deficit spending. So where are we in the cycle? What pushes us from deflation to hyperinflation, if that will happen? Uh, Let's start off there. Okay. Well, basically, I believe that we are in that period of deflation. As I spoke about last week, I was talking to you in terms of the uh, economies that run deficits versus surpluses. Uh, We have been running uh, deficits uh, since the 80s, and that has caused a drag on our GDP. If you recall, we talked about the fact that any country that runs over 50% of their, you know, uh, their deficit, their their debt to GDP is 50%, starts to be a drag on GDP, and that we have gone from 50% uh, uh, in in um, in the past, uh, where we were in the 80s, uh, close to that, and where we have moved up now, so that our GDP is 123 percent, and it could be moving toward 160 percent based upon what the administration does with these deficit programs uh, and and infrastructure bills that they have in front of us. So those types of spending measures become a drag on the economy in that we're paying. So much of our, uh, our our productivity in principal and interest payment on the debt, and as we all know personally, that's never a good thing to have. So, the concept that we're sitting with is that you know the the low rate environment because there's an inverse relationship to the amount of debt that a country issues and the interest rates that they're charged. Basically, the country cannot afford for interest rates to move high because the impact would be uh, too too much on the economy for interest rate charges on the debt uh, to basically overwhelm the uh, GDP. So everything will, be, will, will take place so that interest rates will continue to be pressed down, and that's what happens in a deficit economy. If you see the Federal Reserve come in under the Federal Reserve Act, they can finance, but they cannot spend. Uh, I believe the Bank of England in the fourth quarter of 2020 uh, kind of has changed their policy as a central bank where they're actually allowed to spend money to try and spur the economy. This is a big no-no in the world of economics. But one of the things that the Federal Reserve Act has done is that it's precluded from doing that Although there are certain people, like Mr. Bernanke, who believe that, well, the Federal Reserve may have that ability to go ahead and do some spending itself. Uh, but uh, Chairman Yellen was on the other side saying, no, you can't do that. Chairman Powell's in the same group. So in order for uh, us to go into a 
spending mode where the government is literally printing money, uh, which it's not doing right now, but printing money and spending it, you would actually have to have the Federal Reserve Act changed. If that act gets changed, that will be the uh, that'll be the signal that we are at the beginning of hyperinflation. And hyperinflation never ends well. Uh, it 90% or 99% of the people out there will be uh, devastated in a hyperinflation uh, environment. Uh, we'll point to Argentina, uh, where you know interest rates just went so high that uh, commoditization started to take place, and there was nothing on the shelves. Barter systems became uh, very much um, in play. Uh, the, the thing that you wanted to own were small coins, gold coins, or small pieces of jewelry that you could barter quite easily. So uh, that would not be a good situation at all for the United States. We've become basically uh, one of the uh, one of the economies that uh, like Zimbabwe, where you know a four hundred trillion dollar note would buy you a bottle of water. Not necessarily a thing you want to see with the U.S. dollar. So, other than the uh, legislation that would authorize Fed to spend, is do they have other tools uh, left? Yeah, they. The I think they'll go back to the same, uh, you know, things that they've had. You know, traditionally, when we were facing some kind of an economic downturn, uh, an economic downturn would take say 450 basis points of rate cuts to kind of boost the economy, but we're starting at zero. <laughs> so the ability for us to move down um, is very much limited unless we break what is called the zero bound. So that is probably their first option is to say, you know, zero is not zero. It's just a number. So if we go to negative two or negative three percent in uh, in reserve rates, that will stimulate the overall economy, which, by the way, becomes a tax on the banking system. So you as a director, the worst thing you would want is to have a negative interest rate charged on those big balances of Fed funds reserves that you have basically in your accounts. And from that standpoint, being able to invest today from an asset liability standpoint, as I always come back to, is the best thing to protect your bank. Because you're going to make plenty of money in a rate rising environment, but getting those monies to work in a 125 to 180 basis point spread relationship is going to be very critical because you will have that money locked in if the Fed takes rates below the zero bound. And Outside of that, they have the normal, you know, as I've mentioned in the past, operation twist, uh, which where they issue short-term debt. They take that debt and go out and buy the long-term part of the curve, whether it's in mortgage backs or treasuries, and they push the curve down. They flatten out the curve. Right now, we have an exceedingly steep yield curve, and that yield curve is good for investors, good for banks right now to step out and buy in the five-year range, pick up 180 basis points of spread. Or, um, but from an, from an overall uh, borrower standpoint, it's not very good. Um, and we will probably see that slowdown in the overall mortgage, uh, mortgage originations because of this steepening of the yield curve, and it's a very bad situation for the Fed. So I always say that the Fed can twist and shout. Uh, first thing they'll do is probably shout and try and uh, get the overall market to flatten out in terms of yield curve, uh, but they can always um, then employ their operation twist. Well, uh, thank you again, Will, for this. Uh, we'll have one more 
uh, program with you to uh, bring together some loose ends and look forward to that. Thank you very much. Sounds great. Look forward to it. 